Aloha, friend, and welcome to Encourage Better, Knitting Adventures in Alaska podcast. You may be wondering, am I in the right place? Is this kind of podcast for me? Well, if knitting is your go-to creative refuge, the place where you craft your best self, but some days stitching solo on the sofa feels a bit empty and lackluster, turn on this podcast. Encourage Better takes you to Kodiak Island, Alaska, the knitting adventure capital of the world. Okay, that is my take on it, and not 100% official, but still entirely accurate. Trek up mountain peaks, stand along the shore, and romp around the forest of spruce trees all through your earbuds. Tips, tricks, and tales every episode. Encourage Better is the must-listen-to podcast to kickstart your knitting mojo and broaden your smile. Enjoy the episode. I'm so glad you're here. Aloha from Alaska, friend. (laughs) We've just had a very rare occurrence here on Kodiak Island. This past weekend, a hurricane blew in from the Gulf, the Gulf of Alaska. And as with all storms and weather here, my unflappable neighbors took it all in stride. The intuitive, self-sufficient folks I am fortunate fortunate enough to live amongst are just really incredible humans. They keep pressing on, seldom distracted, and always impressing me with their self-sufficient, determined manner. This really is a creative place to dwell. And speaking of creativity and creations, I am wearing my newly washed and freshly blocked wannabe Winston sweater. (laughs) This pattern adventure began with the original Winston sweater pattern by Jane Richmond, who is a brilliant pattern writer. Yes, she is a knitwear designer, but her pattern writing style is enjoyable and easy to follow. I share about my version, which is not at all like the original, If you'd like to see the photos, uh, feel free to head over to the blog, which can be found at encouragebetter.com forward slash blog forward slash alterations to Winston, W-I-N-S-T-O-N, pullover. I'd like to share a little of what I wrote there with you now. So, Here's the blog post. Jane Richmond is a doll and a fabulous pattern writer for wardrobe staple pieces. Also, she is a delightful human. When she and I connected about the Winston pullover over a year ago, the pattern was in the test knit phase. I worked it as written, only adding some color variations. Nothing was changed from the written design, though. Recently scrolling through Instagram, I noticed Jane was knitting Winston again. She was inviting others to join in, 
thick, oversized, and a perfect layering piece, the sweater would fit right into my winter wardrobe rotation. This time, I wanted to take some liberties with the pattern. The results led to a creation that I love, but the knit was more inspired by Winston than actually was Winston. That idea is essential for my knitting. The recreation and reinterpretation of making a pattern work for my creative endeavors rather than knitting the pattern as is. I will unpack that idea another time, for it's quite a thought to think, and right now, I want to share this. Within a week, I have a sweater. Now, it is necessary to keep that statement in proper context. In that same week, my husband built a new woodshed and filled it with lots of wood for this winter. He built an entire woodshed. I only made a sweater. Let me hit the starting points of my version so you can get the foundations if you'd like to try. I went with three strands of yarn held together, which created a fuzzy, beautiful, highly haloed fabric that draped like smooth silk and felt like the comfiest sweatshirt ever. My first swatch I worked for gauge, which not surprisingly was off, but would be manageable. I did the math to see the differences in what I was getting and what needed to be gotten. It's probably important to mention here that I first swatched on the recommended needle size of US 17, but the resulting fabric was not to my liking. I dropped down to 15s and liked that fabric within the first couple of rows. I wanted my sweater to be of this material. So I was okay with figuring out the difference between the two and trying to bridge that gap. And so began the first of many updates. Spoiler alert, totally worth it. As I was changing the stitch count for my off-base gauge, I then considered, what if I tweak the increases just a little? After all, I wanted to create a sweater that I would be pulling over most of my dresses and tunics this winter. It would be amusing to have a peekaboo feature allowing what I would wear underneath to be accentuated. Here's the part of the story where I caution you about many mistakes I have created for myself in the past. The solution to every successful rabbit trail has always been straightforward and simple. Swatch for changes. That's my big secret pro tip that I'm sure everyone else already knew light years before me. I worked a sample of yarn over increases and the make one right and make one left called for in the pattern to note the differences. When comparing the two, it is no surprise, but I'll tell you anyway, the measurements between working each were predominantly noticeable and also mathematically noticeable. Back to the math 
I went. (laughs) Numbers were crunched to cast on the way the pattern instructed. I was poised, ready to get some stitches made, and yeah, I know you're expecting this. I decided I wanted to cast on a different way. Now, let me explain, hear me out. The pattern asked me to cast on just the back stitches, work some short row magic, cast on for sleeves and the front, and then work in the round. But pattern, I said, because at this point we are on a first name basis, pattern, I'm only going to have to come back and pick you up later to make the neckband. I know this because I knit you before. And I kind of want to make a longer neckband anyway. And couldn't I just work the short rows in one by one rib and then separate all the segments for sleeves and front and back? Pattern looked at me and rolled its eyes a little because it didn't think I was looking. I was. It was an awkward moment. Then it said a bit exasperatedly, I'm not sure exactly why you're asking me this because no matter what I have written on these pages, you seem to be disregarding this map. Settle down. Settle down, Winston. Can I call you by your first name pattern? Another eye roll, but I went on. Now, Winston, you are a fabulous pattern and Jane is one of my knitting heroes. But are you really going to take this personally? Me, kind of improvising. I mean, you are my muse, aren't you? There's a lot to be said for that. Winston the pattern softened a bit, then surprisingly offered this advice. You realize if you are headed in that direction, you need some further adjusted numbers, unless you want the neck to be a cowl neck. But if you shrink down those starting numbers, you need to compensate for the original cast-on numbers needed, which, don't forget, you already adjusted. I nodded, considering. Winston Pattern was on a roll and continued. And Mel, is it okay if I call you Mel? Or would you rather be addressed as saboteur? I shot Winston a look. Cheeky Pattern. Unfazed, he continued. You need to make sure you have the segments worked out for where to put the stitch markers when you actually get to the place where you are starting to work each individual section. Hmm. Though a bit snarky, this pattern did have my back and front and sleeves too. Which, speaking of sleeves, you know, Winston... Jane tweaked you already in a seed stitch or moss stitch or something massive textured that I just adored. And I was thinking, Winston stopped me dead in my tracks. No, no new stitch patterns because you didn't swatch for it, Mel. Winston pattern wasn't having it until I whispered, but fisherman's rib. Can you just imagine some incredible fisherman's rib just popping on your sleeves? Just like that, we were both on the same page. Let me leave my further interactions talking to a pattern behind us and get back to the mechanics. 
here's what you need on your radar if you plan to replicate my version of this sweater. You start at the neck and work in the round in one by one rib right out the gate, adding a few short rows to give a proper balance, five in total. Knit one full round before segmenting portions, which would be the left sleeve, front, right sleeve, back, and set markers for raglan increases. After that setup round, you have to maintain front and back stitches in stockinette. The sleeves will fluctuate between knit one, purl one for round, and then knit all the stitches the following round to create the broken rib, or as some folks call it, fisherman's rib. I just call it a decadent swath of textured bliss. Since I am disclosing all other things, I need to let you know, keeping the fisherman rib in pattern starts off a bit fiddly. While incorporating the new stitches created from the yarn over of raglan increases, you have to be mindful of working the stitches as they present, integrating them into the established pattern flow. Now, regardless of your method of increases, you would have to be prepped for this anyway, but it is worth sharing the need to be attentive. I had to fix mistakes over and over until finally the light bulb went on. The ending result was completely worth the mental gymnastics. I moved through the increases and set aside the sleeves. I knit the sweater body to a length more in line with skimming my hips rather than ending below them. When I prepped to knit the hem, I broke the mohair strand and continued only with the remaining two strands. I did the same with the sleeve cuffs. Rejoining for the sleeves was straightforward. I picked up the underarm stitches and maintained the established pattern, tapering the sleeves slightly as I worked toward the cuff. Now, for the cuffs, I did drop down to a US 11 needle to pull in the cuffs a bit. Okay, well, in the spirit of transparency, I should explain the real motivator behind this particular change. <laughs> I was tired of knitting the sleeves with the 60-inch cable I had used for the body, and I could not find another shorter cable for my interchangeables. Upon finding my 11 circulars, which were not interchangeable, but were the desired shorter cable, I thought these would be the perfect circumference. And then my next thought was, if I use these, it will draw the cuffs in nicely. So I decided to test a few rounds to make sure it worked as I imagined, and more importantly, alleviated my frustration. So it was a win all around. Knitting this project on large needles, intent on getting it done without knitting other things, was quite fun. I thought about the amount of yarn I was putting to work creating it, which made me quite happy. The mohair I had in stash for over a year and it needed to be used. Before Winston, there had been projects that I considered using it for, but the yardage wasn't adequate or holding it along with another yarn just wasn't a good match. Interestingly, 
I bought the main color for this project, knowing that I would hold two strands of the moonshine yarn together, but with no intention of adding the mohair. When I was looking for my big needles, I noticed the mohair skein on the cabinet's top shelf. It was a perfect color match. And then when I estimated the yardage for a shorter version of the sweater, it was well within the required. The rich halo created holding it with the two strands is a visual delight and honestly the softest thing you could hope to touch. I am delighted with this project. Some discoveries I found. Discovery number one. My narrow thoughts keep my knitting experiences in a box. Seriously. I say, I only knit in gray and brown and greens and other earth tones. And I'm limiting myself. For someone who loves adventure and freedom, that seems a silly thing to do. The beautiful pink lavender fiber I used for this particular knit works for me. It pairs nicely with many of the dresses I have sewn for myself. And I'm so taken with the color, I've worn it four days in less than a week. Discovery number two. I need to allow myself opportunities to complete quick knit projects. Knocking this sweater out so quickly has fueled momentum for me. Not just in knitting, but a few big projects for work that have been using a lot of energy over the last several months. Momentum also for my knitting too. I have been relentlessly knitting my second shifty sweater. And yet, I still have 800 million stitches to go before I wear that thing. And yes, I am absolutely as confused as you as to why it's taking me so long to knock out the second iteration of the sweater that last time around took me just a few weeks. But the lack of perceived progress is killing me. (laughs) So when I pop Winston on and off my needles, a total boost. I got a total boost. Now I'm practically finished with the cardigan that I started just five days ago, which also happens to be worked on large needles, this time with four strands of yarn. Discovery number three. Using up yarn I have in stash fills me with a sense of good stewardship. It is a feeling I want to be repeated, and so I need to be intentional and look closely at the material I have on hand. Even though my wannabe Winston only used one skein of stash, simply incorporating that one skein has pricked my attention to be mindful of using what I have more often. Discovery number four. Though I'm sharing it last on the list, this thought was ever present as I worked each round of Winston. How to thoughtfully use and reuse patterns that I have already purchased. Once used, patterns should be foundations for further knitting adventures to utilize as a jumping off point for creative exploration. I think if I sat down with Jane and compared her Winston pullover design with my wannabe Winston sweater, 
we would both laugh over the fact that two patterns were nothing alike. Not in yarn, yardage, gauge, stitches, cast-on method, needle size, sleeves. But I was inspired to knit along. The offer to join in and make a bulkier than my usual knit. Just as every knitter reading this blog or listening to the audio podcast, I have plenty of knowledge and skill. And so do you. We all have the power within us to create, alter, and beautify as we are led. We just need a good foundation, a willingness to experiment, and I think the most essential piece, a supportive community to help us set goals, develop strategies, and provide accountability through adventure. And that big idea is one I hope to explore and unpack a bit more with you. But not today. Thanks for spending time with me and allowing me to share my thoughts. Before you go, remember, your thoughts hold value and often spark my creativity. So, share in the comments on the blog, connect with me on Instagram, or via email. And that sums up rather nicely, the blog post does, the adventure that I took knitting the sweater I'm wearing now. I will link the actual blog post in the show notes so you can have a look at the finished project. So I've been wearing Wannabe Winston quite frequently and I just gave him his first bath. I added some Knitter's IQ liquid soap, which smells so good. It's a rather light blend of lavender and essential oils, but it's strong enough you can smell it as it bubbles and foams in the tub, but a lot lighter, so it's a very faint smell. Kind of like, you know, when you're, it's summertime and the breeze is really light and just barely gives you the scent of flowers on it, you know, just barely, but still there. Yeah, that's the kind of light scent that um, this wonderful soap gives. I'm really liking it. It's the kind of scent that you have to really inhale deeply to make sure you've caught it. (laughs) So while I clean my hand knits, um, let me just share how I do it. I fill the tub with warm water and soap first. Then I lay my knits on top giving them a few moments just to kind of soak in the water. After a minute or three pass, I will very gently go and press the sweater or knitted pieces into the water and then just leave it to soak up the soapy water for approximately 25 to 30 minutes. I come back and again, still really gently, I'll swish the knitted garments about. Most times I'll I'll like turn it over and then let it Um, soak again. Um, The water just kind of seeps into it. Um, You know, I'll let it soak again another 5-10 minutes. This is the kind of soap you don't have to rinse. So when it's all done, I'll pull the plug and I let the water drain, pressing the garments just as they are lying. No wringing them out. 
Um, and after all the water is gone, I will gently drape them over the large spigot for a few minutes to allow the excess water to trickle out. Um, or they'll, it'll pull up in areas that are hanging at the ends. Um, I'll place my hands on either side of the small segments of the sweater or the hand knit socks or whatever I've got in the tub and just press my hands together. I'm careful not to rub or twist, but firmly continue to express any extra water. Then I'll grab an oversized beach towel and I'll roll up my wet bit of knitting inside of it. I'll fold the towel around it and press it down for all I'm worth. Sometimes I'll actually stand on the towel. It's, it's a big beach towel, and so I'll roll it in and I'll stand on it. And to be honest, I will sometimes jump on it and press it down for all I'm worth. The towel gets soaked, my garment gets dry, and then I'll lay it out to block. Now, the blocking is a story for another day, but blocking is magical. Such an important do not skip over it kind of step. So if you have tips or tricks how to clean and or soak and block your hand knits, I would love to hear. So email me any thoughts or suggestions at melissa at encouragebetter.com. So that kind of wraps up our time together today, which I am so thankful for, so grateful that you've chosen to spend this time with me. And until next time, you were created intentionally to be creative, which may be easier said than done. So whether you're spinning yarn for your next project or hanging on by a thread, you are valuable. Just simply being you is valuable and valued. I hope our paths cross again very soon. Bye for now. Well, look at you, friend. You made it through another episode of Encourage Better Knitting, and I'm over here celebrating, giving you a shaka and a smile. To keep the positive knitting vibes going, be sure to head over to www.encouragebetter.com and find out about any new events or activities, posts, or podcasts to keep your knitting needles clicking along until the next episode.